frost Don't you sing of rivers now The ones I'll never cross And if I sing along The Kitchen Dwellers are a bluegrass band based out of Bozeman, Montana. The quartet are all fans of the great outdoors and incorporate those themes in the lyrics of their songs. I had a chance to catch up with them on tour and talk about their songs, their new album, and the impact the American West has on their songwriting. I was born and raised in Nevada, and there's an interesting connection between the people of rural western states. One thing I want to mention is the topic of suicide does come up. It's dealt with in a tasteful way, but I wanted to mention it in case that's something that's difficult for you. That being said, it was a fantastic conversation. I hope you dig it. Yeah, so if you could just talk about maybe, I was interested in, in touring, how touring's been, how long you've been back on the road since the shutdown, and, and how's that whole process been working for you guys? Yeah. Um, so we've actually um, been lucky enough um, to, we all live in the same town still, um, in Bozeman, Montana, so we were able to work a lot during the pandemic um, and do streams and virtual festivals and and stuff like that and then when um the time came that things kind of started to open back up but not fully we were able to do um some driving shows and things like that that i think for other bands might have been a little more uh logistically difficult for bands that live in different parts of the country um spread out from each other um so we have kind of just been going steady um whether it was uh touring on the road or virtually touring kind of uh, from home. Um, But we went on a fall tour this year um, for five weeks, and that was kind of our first big tour back back, uh, into the swing of things. So, and it's been going great. Um, We have a good crew with us and uh, and they crush it. And it's been, yeah, it's been awesome. People are, people are ready to get back at it, ready to get out of their houses and, and see live music and, and celebrate life you know <laughs> absolutely yeah you guys are from bozeman montana and um you yes. know from carson city nevada real similar um uh, states i mean yeah you guys got more trees and whatnot but pretty wide open western yes kind of stuff. And i'm just kind of interested in, in how you think uh the the landscape and the the area that you grew up in influences your music and your playing that kind of stuff yeah um yeah, yeah. It, i think it's a big part of it um for us personally as a band, we're all kind of from different places, but we met in Bozeman in okay. in college. But I grew up in Montana, okay, um, and grew up uh, hunting and fishing and and on a ranch and stuff. And so there's the, definitely that outdoor influence. Sean is from Telluride, Colorado, oh, okay. um, so he you know definitely grew up with the same thing. And then Joe is from Juneau, Alaska, oh. so definitely had a lot of the same influence. Max is from uh, Crystal Lake, Illinois. But so, he can catch fish. But he, but he can't fish. He can't fish, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I took Max out fly fishing for his first time, and he caught a 20-inch brown trout. Nice. Kind of crazy. Yeah, I think once Max <laughs> Max got to Montana and settled into the outdoor lifestyle, it was probably been outside maybe more than all of us. Yeah, <laughs> actually, well, and Max grew up skiing a ton. Max is a super good skier, so he he has that... Uh, he was a river guide in Colorado. Yeah, he was a river guide in Colorado in college. And, and so, yeah, he, he actually does, definitely has that outdoor influence, um, just maybe in a little bit different capacity than the rest of us. Yeah, but, I, right. I would say for me, in... You know, it, go, it's, it wasn't always this way in, in how I, you know, it was, depends on how I'm living my life. But right now, um, the outdoor lifestyle is probably my number one source of inspiration. 
hands down, I would yeah. say. Yeah, number one for me. And yeah, a lot and a lot of our music definitely reflects that. A lot of it is stories and and uh, yeah, different different themes from the West. Um, and yeah, I think yeah, a lot of the a lot of the stories that we tell in our songwriting these days is definitely reflective of that. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot more bands from the West that are starting to kind of break through and stuff, and I'm really happy about that because. We get like string band stuff. There's a lot of references. Everything's all East Coast, Appalachia kind of stuff. Totally, you know? yeah. And so I think it's it's cool because you know there's there's so much beauty in the West and you know, from Alaska to Nevada to, to Montana, there's so much similarity between the states. You know? Oh yeah. Um, I love seeing that reflected in music. Same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Um, you you can definitely tell um, in like you know the string dusters are our buddies. Like they you know. They, a lot of their songwriting reflects a lot of that and horseshoes and hand grenades they all fly fish and and it's it's cool to see uh, th- that like lifestyle come through in the music yeah yeah that's awesome my favorite one of my favorite drives in the whole country is straight across Nevada because people don't realize what big and beautiful mountains are right in the middle of this that's that desert there. what's that highway the 50. loneliest highway highway 50, 50? Yeah. yeah we've driven that several times yeah yeah and one time it was through the night, oh, and I think we went like, how far did we go? Well, we did seventy miles. We did the match. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we passed a car, and then he started calculating. He's an engineer; he can do this kind of stuff. <laughs> he started calculating our speed based on in minutes, based until we saw the next car, and you determined that it. When we was it when we passed the next car, we were seventy miles from. No, the it was at one point we were seventy miles from any car. Yeah. Either direction. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. It was. Yeah. There's another one. We like that. That's awesome. Yes. And I, I, we find a lot of solace in the, uh, in what comes from being isolated in the middle of nowhere. I think, and uh, quite frankly, a lot of people who didn't grow up in Nevada or Montana or Colorado or Alaska get really uncomfortable when they're that far away from civilization. Right. Us, it's kind. I think it's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, you know Jack Kerouac wrote Desolation Angels. Yeah, you know, and uh, that the Desolation Wilderness is not far from here. The crow flies. Yes, you know, totally. Out of Tahoe, and so you know, I, I think there's just something too that I think a lot of artists in this scene are influenced by beat poetry. It kind of or totally. to it. And, yeah, you know, it all kind of like connects. Yeah. Way. Yes, I love Kerouac. Yeah, yeah. You're reading his book right now. Aren't I am. I'm rereading uh, on the road uh-huh. currently. Just when we're when we're in the in the van. <laughs> on tour is pretty fitting, but yeah. I'm reading deep reading it for like the whatever hundredth time, but yeah, yeah, yeah I love Kerouac. Cool. Well, have you guys done uh, Winter Wondergrass festivals before? Yes, yeah. we've done all of them actually. The uh, Vermont this one. Is the fifth time we've played before, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we did Steamboat earlier this this winter, and uh, yeah, one year we did Vermont and Tahoe. One year we did Steamboat in Tahoe again. So yeah, yeah, we've done done a lot of them. Right. Yeah, Scott's Scott's a great guy. 
Yes. Yeah, they're fun festivals. I like, I like coming. For sure. They're one of, I think, the best set-up festivals because they have the main stage and then the three side stages, and there's no overlap other than if you're in the little tents, and it's just, it seems like it works out so well. People can go warm up in the tents. The whole festival is just like one of the best-run yeah. festivals that we ever go to. Single main stage festivals. Yeah. <laughs> it's where it's at. Yeah. And this in Telluride and Grand Targhee, yeah. the only ones I can think of. Plain yeah. bluegrass, rocky grass. Yeah, the the, yeah. Yeah, there's not very many, but it is. That's the main stage, man. It, yeah. makes, it makes it a bigger, cooler thing. And I, th I think one of the things that, at least that I personally really enjoy about Winter Wintergrass is the community aspect to it. Because um, that's that's like kind of a thing that our band is, is really big on is just like a sense of community among our fans and, and our friends and families, you know, all get along and everything. And, uh, and it's the same way when you come to Winter Wondergrass. Uh, like I just when I was talking to Mimi like right when we got here today from fruition she was like she was like yeah she's like I'm home she's like feels like we're home <laughs> and then when I get into that artist lounge tent over there that's when I'm really home right. you know yeah yeah that's cool that you guys get to see each other like that that seemed like that would have been one of the harder things for the shutdown for musicians was yeah not seeing each other around on the road and stuff yeah for sure the social aspect of it for sure is yeah, yeah it was um it was hard because yeah, when we, it's it's sometimes difficult to be on the road. Like, I'm not out here saying we're breaking rocks on building a great highway or anything, but it can be a difficult job. And then you definitely find a kind of a sense of camaraderie when you see other people doing the same thing. It's it's not exactly a misery loves company, but it's like, hey, you're home away from home for six weeks, and so am I. Doesn't feel that crazy anymore. Right. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, how does uh, songwriting work in the band? Does uh, one person kind of bring the songs, or do you guys work on them collaboratively? Um, it's really yeah spread even these days. Yeah, yeah. It's one, one person usually writes like the structure and the words and the chords and all that, and they'll bring it to the band, and then we kind of form we'll form like melodies and all like the general idea of the song from there. But yeah. typically, one person will bring like a mostly completed song to the group. This new, our new album though, that's about to come out um, at the end of this month though, is like one one of our most collaborative works we've done yet, and I think that came from uh, being from the COVID shutdown and from not being able to go anywhere, and so we just worked on all these new songs. Um, but it was more of a process of like, hey, we're all gonna go to the studio every day, um, and we're gonna, and even if you have just a smidge of of some piece of music if you have like a chorus figured out or whatever let's bring it to the table and we'll all figure it out and and more people contributed to other um people's songs throughout the band i think than we kind of ever have before and the, the album reflects that it's like split pretty evenly between who wrote what songs and who sings what songs and I wouldn't be surprised if that set a framework for the way we go about things in the future too. Now that we understand what it's like to collaborate with each other, it almost gives the band a, a more uh, complete sound. And uh, I, I definitely will be having these guys help me with all my songs in the future for sure. Yeah. 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 Cool. It's awesome. So I like the song uh, Sundown. You got it. Yeah. Out there and um, yeah. yeah. I wonder if you could talk about that one a little bit. Yeah. So that one. Um, is I've I've been like messing around with that uh, sort of metal riff um, for a while now. It's just, it was just something, something that was in my head, and I I listened to a lot of metal and punk rock, and that was like kind of my upbringing, um, like as a teenager, and my introduction to playing music and and stuff like that. So uh, 
that's where I definitely draw a lot of my influence personally um, from more like heavier aggressive sounding music um but so that one came from it was i wrote it uh kind of in the peak of quarantine where nobody was leaving their house or even like you know going you know just outside to the park or anything you know like everyone was just kind of sitting there and um and it's and it's mostly um it's just kind of about like the elasticity of time when you're confined to a space physically your mind kind of takes off or at least mine did uh, for a good while and uh so that was kind of where i got a lot of the lyricism from that it was initially when we brought it to the table it was called time undone um which is still a line in there um but we uh decided sundown was a little more fitting so yeah yeah, but I love it. It's, it's so much fun to play. It's cool, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I'm glad it's yeah. I'm glad it's out there. It's gonna be on. It's on the new album. It's um, iconic of your writing style. Yes, <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I also like the song uh, "Wise River." Um, actually, before we go, that I was gonna, I meant to follow up on that last thing though. Um, you metal and punk and stuff. What, what sort of bands were you into that influenced your playing? Um, a lot. Of, like when I first got started playing music, I played drums first for a long okay. time. Um, and so I kind of went like, uh, like the old school punk, like Bad Religion and Rancid and No okay. Effects, all those, um, like kind of old school punk bands from the nineties was kind of like my introduction to that. And, but then also after that came like Tool and Metallica and nowadays I listen to all, anything, Sugar, um, <laughs> Yeah, the faceless, any sort of like hardcore metal or anything like that too. Right. But uh, definitely a, a wide spectrum of of music for sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm from that same school too. Nineties. Nice. Punk, yeah. And grunge too. I love grunge. Yeah. Leftover crack. <laughs> yeah, leftover crack. Yeah, that was yeah. The Swain likes the leftover score. crack. Yeah. Hardcore yeah. Hardcore. <laughs> it doesn't really get much gnarlier than leftover crack. <laughs> yeah, if you get any gnarlier, you're a metal band immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It's like metal, but it's political. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Punk yeah. Resume, screams it. We're super talented. Leftover crack. Yes. <laughs> and a great band name as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Probably not mentioned in any. <laughs> if you're out there listening, boys. Yeah, right. <laughs> First mention in Americana podcast. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I like the song uh, "Wise River," which has more of a bluegrass kind of feel to it. And I was wondering if you could maybe chat about that one too. Yeah, I wrote "Wise River" in the summer of 2018, um, at least its original form. It came about after a, it's a friend of mine, or a friend of all of ours, a good friend of ours, Brad. He's uh, he's known in our circle because he comes to the shows wearing a NASA suit, space suit. <laughs> Man, it's ridiculous. It's it's actually blaze orange, and he wore it deer hunting one time. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'll sit it. It was ridiculous. But him and I went. Um, you know, we went on this camping trip up in the woods just together, and uh, just had like a. I don't really know what happened. There was a lot of fire smoke at the time. There was a lot of a lot of light UV light being blocked out, but we had a psychedelic experience, not involving drugs essentially. Um, just kind of sitting in our campsite, couldn't really figure out what happened to us. We entered like a vortex, but basically, after I left these mountains, I kind of started looking into the history of the area and this whole like crazy juxtaposition about you know. The, it was once a really prosperous mining community, this town Wise River, um, and it all dried up and. It, it didn't last very long for them. They were supposed to mine it for hundreds of years, and the capital of Montana was supposed to be right there, and none of that none of that worked out for them. So 
uh, all throughout this mountain range is just full of ghost towns. And it's just got this weird vibe. But in the 20th century, the beef industries and the fly fishing tourism industry kind of came back to the Big Hole Valley. And like a phoenix from the ashes, it is now a very visited part of Montana. And uh, that juxtaposition just kind of always stuck with me. And the, and the, and the weird thing in Montana, in a place that's currently booming with population and new influx of people, you can still always drive up some old road and find an abandoned place where somebody used to live. It doesn't anymore. So even with everything changing, it's like, it's still interesting to see that. And uh, the song really just deals with my observation of this weird melancholy that exists in this place and the people who were there before and the people who have come in and basically this life they try to create in the, what most would consider a very random spot on the globe. You know, it's a confluence of two rivers that don't have enough water in them anymore. Um, but it's, it means something to us and uh, it, it's, it's a, it's, there's a weird energy there, you know, it's kind of it's like... It's a special place, man. I, yeah. I hadn't really spent a lot of time there until we filmed that video and it was definitely stuck with me in a, in a unique way. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it can be all things. It can be, you can have it to yourself or you can share it with most of Butte and their ATVs on a good weekend and that's pretty rowdy. Yeah. Or you can go up there and feel like you're sharing it with this strange, strange energy that I cannot explain to this day what we felt that day. You know, it's a drugless trip, man, and that hasn't happened to me very much in life, but it did up there. It prompted me into writing a song about just my observation of the weirdness of the area. Right. Yeah. That's cool, that's a good story. All right, well, um, well the other one too is uh, Standard Ease that's out there. And, uh, all right, that's perfect. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's all three. Yeah, we, <laughs> we planned this out, we were professionals. Yeah. Uh, so that song came about, that was a COVID song to sort of, I had the um, main chorus part uh, after Jeff Austin died. In, I think 2019 yeah. and uh, I just kind of sat on it for a while saying in my head all the time and, and then once COVID happened it sort of became its own thing and evolved from really just being about Jeff to like general mental health and other artists and Mac Miller yeah Mac Miller and um, the sort of fentanyl crisis that's happening right now right. and um, yeah, and then sadly enough, when right before we went into the studio, we had recorded that album in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and uh, one of our really good friends uh, from another band from Minneapolis passed away, um, and I think a lot of the emotion and drive of that song like really came from like the memory of him. Like I, I originally wrote the song about Jeff Austin, and then when we were in the studio, I was like I was playing it for Max, and. Uh, I think that that was a huge influence on that song too. Very similar stories, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But Prince as well from Minneapolis. Yeah. Yep. Same same story. Our producer for the album, Corey Wong, was a big. He was in the whole Prince scene in Minneapolis growing up. And that was yeah, that was recently after that happened too. But, yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's sad to see so many lost lives, basically, from like caseless struggles with mental illness in the entertainment industry you yeah. know just kind of like go through it and i think that's kind of what how covid kind of spurred it on and and we it became the song that it did because i think uh, a lot of the pandemic 
at least in our circles and from what I saw, like kind of brought that to light really, you know, like, uh, like mental health wasn't really like a talked about thing as much, um, especially in the in music industry and, and stuff like that, I think until everyone was forced to sit in their house and kind of dive into their own head, you know, and, and like address that like, oh, maybe we all have a little bit of problem with this and we should all talk about it. If we don't talk about it, then it's just going to get worse, you know? Um, so I think that's, you know, what kind of is part of what spurred us on into finishing that song and, and creating what it is, you know? Right. Yeah, and that, especially too, um, outside just the music industry, the men in the West and the rural culture that's connected to that. Huge, you know, yeah. It's not a yes. lot of not a lot of outlets for mental health stuff, you know? No, I, yeah. And I actually just saw a statistic the other day that uh, Montana is something like third in the nation for suicide rate. Um, mm-hmm. And has been for a long time. And I've lived there my whole life and I never do that. I believe uh, ranchers are the highest suicide rate uh, occupation per capita. Wow. Which makes sense because you're out there, you know, on your own and it's super self-reliant and if you don't get the work done and no one, it's not going to get done. Um, so I think, you know, yeah, bringing it like that to light, I think is, uh, is, uh, an important part of our job as artists. And, uh, I think that was our, that's our, that's our attempt at it, I guess is, is, uh, yeah, stand at ease. I like it. Yeah. I just heard that statistic recently. I mean, I believe it. When your land dries up, you get one cutting of hay a year. You can't sell your hay. Yep. You only get that one year. Or you can't sell your cattle because they didn't have anything to eat. But you you only get paid once a year. Yeah. All those issues, man. That, that, a lot of that's in Nevada as well. The, the water thing is just yeah. such a huge deal. Like we spent so much of last year in smoke. I don't know how bad it was for you guys. So it was pretty bad. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty bad in Montana. It was unbelievable seeing like ash floating in the air. And, you know, yeah. It's like crazy. I hope this isn't the new normal. Yeah. God, yeah. Every same. year is like that. I don't know what we're going to do. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. All right. Well, um, one last quick one. I love that you covered the song uh, Should Have Been a Cowboy. This perfect. Oh, song. yeah. <laughs> yes. I was, I was getting yes. my stuff. I, I, was, I came and took some pictures of you guys. I was getting my stuff and you busted into it. I was sitting in the back tent just singing along with the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a fantastic song. Where'd that one come from? So um, <laughs> that one that one came from, uh, we have this thing that we do every year um, at a place called Pine Creek Lodge in Montana. Um, and I live in, in Livingston, Montana. And Pine Creek Lodge is... Uh, sort of this like legendary small venue um that is kind of hitting its stride right now as far as um booking bigger acts and um under great ownership and and being managed really well but it's it's in paradise valley which is along the yellowstone river and it's the gateway to yellowstone park basically um and it's like 10 minutes from my house um but we played a thing there and have for five six years now every summer um is like a whole weekend we do three nights in a row at pine creek and it's like kind of like our hometown throwdown it's like people travel from all over the country to come see us for that weekend and it's become kind of this like sort of family affair um that's an awesome time uh 
and it's like one of those things that you do and you like carry it with you through the rest of the year like it you know gets you through all the all the for the rest of the year it, it's like it's one of those weekends it's really awesome but so the the recent thing in the past couple of years is our friends and our fans will come up with themes to pine creek to each night friday saturday sunday and they're all different themes and so what we've started to do in recent years like past two or three years is sort of lean into these themes but not announce any of that and not tell anyone and so we'll just show up if they're like tonight's cowboy theme night for example we'll all show up in cowboy hats and boots and bell buckles and then play a set list that's representative of that so our you know some of our more like country-esque songs and then like random ass covers and that is one of those covers and some of them some of them go really well and stick around so <laughs> that is a that is a prime example the thing of that is, nobody realizes how much they love that song until they hear another somebody else play it right like when you say toby keith out loud like toby keith like is not it's not even fun to say let alone think about listening to his music and then you play and play that song and you're like that is an absolute banger of a song yeah yes yes we played it at blue ox this last summer and andy thorne our homie from from leftover sam was sitting backstage and he was like should have been a cowboy he's like i love that song and we kind of laughed he's like no i mean i legitimately love that song (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely become a festival set song for us yes and uh you know talks about california and yeah. It's, a, it's fitting, fitting of the of the scenery today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whiskey, women, and gold. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, um, do you guys have anything uh, you want to plug? You got an album coming out? You're gonna be yes. touring and stuff. What, what's going on as far as all this stuff goes? So our new album is called Wise River. It was produced by Corey Wong from Wolf Peck. It'll be oh, out wow. um, April 28th, 29th. 29th. 29th, um, which is the first day of our spring tour. And we're going to tour for five weeks through the south and the east coast and the Midwest. And yeah, then, then we'll come home directly to Pine Creek, actually. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. But we're excited to get it out there. We're ready. For, we're ready for it to be out there for the people. Yeah. Cool. Any other things online going on? Patreons or anything like that? Patreons. I don't believe we have a Patreon yet, although that is a great idea. <laughs> a lot of fans have. Oh, yeah. No, it's that's a fantastic idea. No one keeps coming up as TikTok. Everyone's like, oh yeah. We're supposed to have a TikTok, but we don't know what we're doing. And like, you can't like monetize it. I think that's the hard thing. Oh, okay. It's like you can like get your the word out, but you can't like monetize oh, the content. Okay. I wonder if music like this would. Translate. I don't know if it would. I don't know if sea shanties can get their way on TikTok. <laughs> like I think That's we, true. I think we got it made. Sea shanties are big on TikTok. Didn't we know a band that had like a viral TikTok? Uh, pigeons. Song? Pigeons playing ping pong. They got. They were viral on TikTok. But um, our manager told us he he manages them as well. Um, Dave and he said that they he's like they they had like a million streams on TikTok for this one song and it was like popular for like a day and then it just went away. Huh. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Don't know much about it otherwise. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Old guys don't know TikTok. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. 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 Well, hey, thanks for uh, letting me come in here and chat with you guys. I loved your set. Thanks, um, dude. I love thanks, the new music. Thanks, yeah, thanks chat. for the interview. Cool. Thanks for having us. We're glad to be here. All right. Good luck out there. Thank Thank you. you.
Thanks for listening, and thanks to Kitchen Dwellers for sharing their time and stories with me. Check them out online, and while you're at it, like and subscribe to my show. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, and tell a friend. Until next time, everybody, have a good one. We came to Wise River Where the snow can fall like cannonballs And then a lonesome wind blows bitter Where the snow can fall like cannonballs And a lonesome wind blows bitter